Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Pete, and I am joined by... His lovely wife, Diane. Yes, yes, yes. Another day, another week, another dollar, another dime. Yes. We keep rolling along. What a doozy of a week it was for me. Yes. (sighs) Shall we just get into that? (laughs) I think so. I think you have to share what's going on. So... It's kind of funny. I was, I think it was only like two episodes ago, maybe three. Okay. Where we had that really contemplative episode. Yes. Um, started talking about the new year, thinking about new goals, uh, and kind of finding that I was sort of finding that uh, everything's really, really good in my life. Like it's almost like too good to the point that there's nothing to really work towards. Well, that all went crashing to a, a crazy <laughs> explosion off the highway, multiple deaths. I don't know. Um, basically, uh, yeah, this this week there's been some major cutbacks at my workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, longtime manager and good friend of mine, the creative director at my workplace, was let go after working for 17 years at the company. Yes, quite the shock. Quite the shock. And uh, two, two or three years ago, me and him, we had a design group of five, five designers. It was him and uh, four people working underneath him. And I didn't expect, I would have never guessed many, many years later that I would be the last one out of those five. Never would have, never saw true. that coming. Yeah. It was, and it completely unexpected. Oh, yeah. So, this yeah. This was on like a Tuesday. Yep. Kind of in a state of what is going on? And I don't really think you have any answers about what is going on. No. Uh, there's a lot of questions. The biggest question is, what are you thinking? Right? Uh, mm-hmm. It's not that they just got rid of someone who's a management person and who's good at it. It's He also was fundamental in uh, the knowledge of how the whole site ran um much more than anyone else uh in all departments so like he knew how to run the printers he knew how to run uh, you know mail and courier he knew how to run or deal with customers and he had a long history with the site right so uh if you ever want to disrupt the ability to uh run your site like you normally do what you do is you hire a bunch of new employees and get rid of all the old ones and that's kind of where we are right now and i'm Last man standing, the only one who knows how to do anything at my site uh, with about six years experience, but like, I didn't That's still I, not 17 years experience. Yeah, but I, I didn't expect to be put into this sudden role of I now have to kind of run things and uh, without any kind of uh, recognition or pay grade increase or... Or anything other than, yeah, you just got to work harder and deal with it. Um, and really, that's kind of the case, but also they're pulling someone from another oh, site yeah, yeah. Yeah. to essentially step into your boss's role, even though he's not familiar with your site at all. Yeah, and that's always the weird thing um, when when the boss and the boss's boss come in and they're like, hey, we were, re- we're really sad about... Um, how we had to lose the creative director. And it's like, well, why, what do you mean you're sad that you had to, you, you guys were kind of part of that, right? <laughs> like, 
you can't just let him go and then next week go, we're really sad that he's gone and we have to fill this hole. And it's like, why why is there a hole? Like, you made this hole and now we have to fill it. So, yeah, their way of solving it is they're just grabbing this guy who I've worked with quite a few times. I've done a lot of projects for him because he's not very knowledgeable about uh, design. So uh, he's going to be my new creative director, which is going to be an odd scenario because uh, as far as skill set goes, he he just passes things off to me. So um, the boss and the boss's boss said, we're bringing him in to help you out because you have so much work to do. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to put him in charge of you. And also, like, he has no skills. So basically, I'm going to have to spend all this time training him even though he's going to be my boss it's just very very confusing yes and we've already heard a few times just stories of the people who are the junior designers and how while they can learn some of them they come in very inexperienced yeah yeah so now i'm gonna have two marshas at my work except Mm -hmm. one's supposed to be my boss and the other thing is she he's only gonna be in there two afternoons a week but somehow he's going to be managing the site at the same time and be my boss and help me out even though he's not going to be around so it just seems like a really futile (laughs) really really messy bizarre scenario Mm -hmm. it's not making me looking forward to monday but uh absolutely not it is what it is um it's a lot to process this week like I could have had a podcast every day, and I, I bet you my mood would have been different every single day. Because, mm-hmm. like, Tuesday night, I was just, like, totally distraught and shocked. I was like, what, how did, I never in my wildest dreams ever thought this was going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, Wednesday was mostly annoyed. And this is like, this is, this is messy and overworked, too. Mm-hmm. I was I had way too much to do for one person. Yep. Uh, then Thursday, they brought in the other guy, and they said they were going to bring him in to be my boss. And it was just like, that's frustrating. And then Friday, a uh, new boss guy shows up for 20 minutes and leaves. And so I think on Friday, I left thinking, wow, this is just hilarious. It's probably my last mood. Uh-huh. It's like, this, this is a train that's going way off the rails and... Uh, I don't know how this is going to work. I'm pretty much sitting back and just watching it all unfold. Uh, Yeah. So it's it's one of those strange reflective moments. Um, I find myself questioning, uh, you know, uh, what's the validity of staying with this place? Uh, There's a lot of things I liked about it. um, And one of the prime ones was was the creative director I worked under because... Mm -hmm. He uh, he really molded me and allowed me to grow better than I did at any other location I've ever worked at before. And uh, if they can so carelessly, I mean, this guy's won awards and stuff too. Like at the location, he's been a you know loyal employee, hired out of uh, college, working 17 years there, and then you can just so quickly get rid of them. It just makes me wonder what loyalty do I need to have to this company if. Mm-hmm. They don't show that loyalty to us. Yeah, it's pretty rough. It's uh, very true. Very true. So, I don't know. I got a lot of skills. I'm sure I can go elsewhere. But at the same time, you know, that's a whole that's a whole commitment too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess I'm just at the waited out period right now. I don't know. Yeah, it's this sucky unknown period and they don't seem to be very forthright with information about no. many things. So I'm su- I assume even if you ask them what's going on, is my job stable, they wouldn't even give you an answer. Yeah, that's the other thing. There's this looming thought that mm-hmm. I might I might get let go next too because mm-hmm. they obviously don't have any understanding of how to run the site anymore. Because we've got all new people who don't know how to do anything. And I'm I'm the only person left who knows how to do things at our site. And even customer relations. Oh, yeah. Uh, like your former boss, he'd been there for so long that lots of people knew him yeah. and knew how to contact him and knew that if they had this project, that this guy could get it done. Um, yeah. You know, and building that that trust and that working yeah. relationship. And now that is completely toasted in at a site where they're trying to actively increase revenue. Yeah. And yet you've kind of broken that bridge between a lot of people. Yep. And yes, they know that the office exists, but you know, this is this is the time when people think, "All right, maybe we go somewhere else because that guy isn't there anymore, so I got to build a new relationship with someone." Yeah, um I've spoken with a few of these clients, these long-term clients, and they're mm-hmm. upset. They're mm-hmm. actually very, very upset about this. And uh, uh, even one of them on Friday as I was walking out, and it was like, hey, I heard about that. And uh, I'm guessing it didn't have to do with his performance. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. obviously these customers are like, we're very pleased with everything he's done. And mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll come back for more work. And it's like, so if you are a perfect performer, and uh, actually, we were gener- gen- we're generating more revenue than our our salaries by a, quite a lot. I, mm-hmm. I did the math on that, so it's like we're not we're not costing them anything. So I just don't understand this decision to just wipe house, um, mm-hmm. especially when if you're going to try to improve things, you need some people who know the business on yes. how to improve it, and mm-hmm. you've just like wiped out any kind of uh, thinkers on that. Um, I mean, I might have some ideas, but uh, you can't think that I'm going to suddenly be in a case where I'm going to just give you all my ideas <laughs> now that you've just <laughs> totally destroyed my life. Like, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel real, real good about that. Yeah, again, going back to the loyalty. Yeah, and even like the next day on like the Wednesday, uh, my st- stupid boss, he's like, oh, I thought you quit. <laughs> it's like, you just expected me to leave? Like, what, what kind mm-hmm. of a business are they running here? Mm-hmm. It's like they almost want, want me to go. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <sighs> really uncertain. <laughs> so, so stressful. <laughs> it was so great two weeks ago. Like, wow. I know. It's what a change. amazing how things can turn around so quickly in a day. Yeah. Just one day. Absolutely. It's a, <laughs> what a world. What a crazy world. Um, it sort of also makes me think about, um, last episode we had, uh, Leah join us, which was lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots great, of fun. great special guest. And I remember I was sort of, um, taking issue with the idea of profiles and how, you know, uh, or the question, like, what do you do for your job? It's like, it, it's not great to be so defined by how, who you work for. Right. Yes. I had yes. some issue with that. And I mean, just putting, Hey, I work at this company doesn't really define who I am. Uh, where was I going with this point? But like, it is amazing how much this relationship, like this, this stuff that happened this week with this company has 
really question what I define myself as, I guess, um, and how much of this company is, I guess, a part of me from part of my daily life. And all the people you work with is part of your daily life, like your friends and your coworkers, mm-hmm. and how quickly that can just change, you know? Yeah, someone you see every single day, Monday to Friday, now they're not there. And yeah. it's sudden. It's, hi, we're letting you go. Please leave now. Like they let yeah. uh, your boss come back in and clean his stuff up, but usually it's fairly quick. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, uh, that's probably a scene that will be etched in my mind for quite some while when, when the creative director came back and he's like, can you get me a box? And just we filled it up together with them. And I remember him pulling out, taking off the frame where he got this award for his, hmm. for all the work he's been doing. He just kind of mm-hmm. gives a little look at it and does a shrug and sticks it in the box and goes, all right, I guess that didn't count for anything. He spent like a good two minutes trying to remove a pin he got for 10 years of service or something or 15 oh, years of service. Wow. It was in the, in the cubicle. It was kind of like ingrained right into it and we were trying to pull it out and it was oh, like a lot of work wow. to get it out. And it's uh-huh. like, uh, such a, such an emotional, strange situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're setting me up to, I, I don't know. It's like, is it, is it designed to be torture? Maybe they want me to leave, but why do they want me to leave? Uh, so Head then they games. don't have to pay you severance. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, two can play at this game. Yeah, you're not going to fall for that one. Yeah. I think that's about it. I think that's all. Maybe we'll come mm-hmm. back to it, but I think that I've said See my piece. See if it pieces. comes up. Uh, in stark contrast to that, this mm-hmm. week I had an interview right. uh, with a uh, college in the city um, and it started off as they needed someone to cover one section of a course. And I sent my material in right away. I have a contact at this college who already teaches there, and they recommended me, which was nice of them. It was Marsha, right? Uh, yes. Well, it was one of the Marshas. <laughs> You're making it confusing for ourselves. I know. So many Marshas. Uh, it was one of the Marshas, the less lazy Marsha. <laughs> yeah. And I sent my material right away and got an answer back saying, we're going to try and fill this vacancy with one of our own faculty, but would you be interested in coming in for an interview so we could meet you? Uh, So I set that up and went in and I came in and kind of the first thing they said was, well, we've, I don't know if I clearly said it, but we managed to fill the vacancy with one of our own faculty, but we still wanted to meet with you because it's always good to make contacts with Uh, really strong candidates and people are interested in teaching, Um, which likewise, I would like to also make contacts with people who are hiring um, people who want to teach at this level. Uh, So we had a really nice chat. I was there for maybe 45 minutes Mm -hmm. um, learning about their institution, them learning learning about me. Um, Yeah. So I think I've, I've made an impression And uh, they said that they would be sorting out their next year of teaching contracts and they would uh, contact me if something came open. And otherwise, she said, you know, if you don't hear from me in a while, you know, every couple of months, send me an email, you know, check in, see what's going on. So I felt that that was positive. And this uh, discussion happened after your interview? Like, obviously... Like, right at the end. Like, so, you know, at the end when they would say, like, you know, we'll give you a call. Mm. 
it was it seemed more than that it yeah. it's i i hearken back to the he's just not that into you and mm. <laughs> we'll get in touch like the very vague finishing we'll versus touch, yeah. this which was active you know i'll be in touch and if i'm not in touch please email me yeah uh so it seemed very positive in that in that regard and i would say so um, and it was a good contact. And I think I've talked to you about this and my own professor. It was a good opportunity to talk about myself and sit in an interview, which I haven't had in a really long time. Mm. Uh, so it's always good practice to get to talking about yourself. And in a succinct way, they'll ask you a question. You don't want to ramble on for 10 minutes. You want to have a point to yeah. your answer, a start, a middle, a finish. Uh, so always good practice. Yeah. To go through that. So, uh, yeah. Came out of it feeling okay. Yeah. They're not looking for a web or a multimedia designer, are they? Not to my knowledge. (laughs) Darn. All right. um, What else news this week? Uh, So... Talk about that Trump thing? Yes. This was... (laughs) Uh, Yes, so Donald Trump has signed a number of executive orders as soon as he was inaugurated as president. Yeah. Um, And many of them were very worrying uh, that seemed to, you know, put uh, clamps or restrictions on women's rights and bans on scientists and who they can communicate with. Yeah. Um, That sort of thing. And his very last one that really caused chaos was a ban on people from certain countries that are predominantly Muslim mm-hmm. and interestingly banned, from coming, banned to, from coming into, the United, into States. the United States. And it was such a ban that even uh, people who had green cards or were employees yeah. of companies yeah. like Google yeah, that's what I was were not say. allowed back into their own country. Yeah, that was the big, that was the big article that I was reading and, and was getting a lot out of and thought was pretty interesting is that even Google... Um, you know, big multicultural, biggest minds, big company, uh, a great uh, way to define America as a capitalist nation, like a company that grew from ashes and, you know, pursue, pursued technology and became good at what they did and are very successful. Mm-hmm. They are sending out uh, notices to, uh, they said, I think they said like 100 employees who are out uh, abroad. Yep. It's like, come home now. <laughs> you must come home now. Because they're concerned that their employees are not going to be able to come back to work. Which was a rightful concern. (laughs) And it's like, that's just, that's just sad that a, uh, a company, a corporation, especially since that last story I was just talking about, uh, cares more about their human beings working for them than their government does. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a scary thought. Uh, yes. And it was just crazy how quickly that ban was enacted and how quickly people were shut out or prevented from traveling to the United States. Yeah, it was fast. Um, also interesting was the choice of countries that were banned. Yes. Because uh, if we're going to go by, you know, having a grudge and banning countries where, quote unquote, terrorists are coming from, mm-hmm. uh, those that attacked the World Trade Center mm-hmm. were from Saudi Arabia. And yeah. Saudi Arabia is not on the ban list. Yeah. Uh, likely because Donald Trump has business ties with that country. Well, and the oil trades and all that, yeah. Uh, So... Yeah, there's a lot of problems here. There's a lot of problems here. Uh, Yes, there are. (laughs) This is just the beginning, too. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, very worrisome. 
Uh, also yeah. heartening to see um, scenes of people protesting in the airports, scenes yes. of lawyers planting themselves in the airports yeah. to work on fighting these bans and getting these citizens and green card holders and visa holders back into the country. Yeah. Uh, so that is, yeah, heartening to see, but yeah. we shouldn't have to do this. It's true. This is an opportunity in a way for the American people to rise up beyond their, their government and sort of become great again. Maybe this will be the twist. Trump is going to make their country great again by basically creating a common enemy for everyone to fight. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a weird twist. Because um, when they had Bush, everyone kind of just kept quiet. They'd make fun of him, but you know, we just sort of went along with it. And there's a lot of things that he did that was very questionable too. And it was considered very non-patriotic or, or wrong to uh, question anything that was going on there. And I don't want to get too into it because seriously, people get hard on your face and if you, you start to question what was going on during that government uh, period. But it looks like this time we're starting strong uh, in questioning mm-hmm. what's going on. So it doesn't go on for eight years and it doesn't lead to crazy things. Um, I wonder how long it will last before we get an impeachment. Will this happen? I don't, he says so many dumb things that how long will it take? It's possible. Um, but I am really surprised at how quickly he did move. I didn't think he was going to make any well. moves like this yep. for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, you would hear stories here and there that, you know, he says these things, but he doesn't mean them or the government won't allow such things to happen. And it's like, boom, 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 a week done. And wow. Yeah. 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 Goodness gracious. I also thought when he got elected, I would always tell people, don't worry. I mean, if you think about Obama, he wanted to make all these huge changes. Mm-hmm. Anytime you wanted to do something, it got like shot down by the government or whatever. You had to go through all these hurdles. And I was like, if you think of that, if you add uh, Trump into the same scenario, you would think he's going to try doing something really ridiculous and he's going to have to go through those hurdles. I can only imagine that trying to do something really dumb and negative would be harder to go through all those stages and hoops that Obama was trying to go through for just doing things like health care. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe, uh, apparently I'm wrong. But, yeah, he's, he's going yes. full force. He's even building a fence, apparently. Really? Yeah, he started building the fence. Good gracious. <laughs> it's like one of his main platforms. It's like, doesn't make sense. It'll cost too much money. Well, they're building some fences. Um, I guess they're starting in more uh, critical areas because, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I saw a news report on it. There are parts of the U.S. where there's nothing but a creek mm-hmm. dividing mm-hmm. Mexico and them. Yep. And people literally just like get a sheet of plywood and kind of float over and it's like hey we're here done yeah so you know yeah i guess a wall would help there but uh i don't know but not really i mean is a wall really going to stop people (laughs) it's like putting a ban on abortion it doesn't stop abortions it stops safe abortions that happen in clinics true makes it a little harder yeah so yeah, now they need a rope instead of just a piece of plywood. Yes. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm so destroyed this week. Yeah, it was a bit I of have, a rough week. I got no heart. No heart. May I share a positive story? Yes, please Try do. Try to turn this around. Turn this around. <laughs> so the bulk barn, which I really enjoy shopping at. Yeah, I'm just going to turn it right around. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, it's hilarious. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So the bulk barn. <laughs> so the bulk barn, <laughs> in other news, <laughs> have decided to roll out their reusable container program to all stores. Yay. Which is great because I'm trying to reduce the amount of plastic that I use. And when you go to Bulk Barn, you have to use their plastic bags. And they won't let you use reusable bags. I mean, I've tried and I've snuck them in a few times and I get reprimanded at the cash register. But at that point, what are they going to do? Have me dump it back out into a real bag? Like, yeah. Anyways. Um, so I tried it out on the weekend. Um, I went to a store that has the program in place right now. And brought my containers, and they were cleaned, and they got inspected, and then they were pre-weighed, and I just went and shopped and checked out. And the person I was checking out from was mildly confused because she'd never checked out anyone using the reusable containers before. Oh, yeah. Um, and the lady that helped me originally came over and showed her how to... Um, so this is brand new then. Tear the like weight scale. the employees scale. aren't yeah. even trained on it. Um, not on how to cash it out, yeah. Mm. Or maybe like the kind of more managerial people, those roles are used to it. Yeah. Um, but they stick a little sticker on the bottom of your, of your container so they know what the weight is. Um, and then they just um, tear the scale so that what they're weighing is the product that you're buying. And they then you tear get the scale? So um, you have your container and the container weighs a certain amount. Yeah. And you fill it with your product. Yeah. And you want to only be charged for the weight of the product, not the weight of the container plus the product. Right. So they subtract the weight of the uh, container, and that's called mm. tearing the scale. Sounds like when a really large person stands on the scale. <laughs> um, it's yeah. spelled T-A-R-E. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I did that, and yes, came home with my reusable containers, which I thought was very cool. Uh, a couple of them are just old Tostito salsa containers. Oh, yeah. Which are really good to use because they have a really wide opening in the jar. Yeah, yeah. So you can pour stuff in there really easily. So that worked so, well. So you can use any reusable container now. You can. And the only caveat is that it has to be clean and you have to be able to seal it. Like so, close it with a lid or something. So you come in at the beginning and you yep. get it measured and first. It. Yep. They put a sticker on it or something, yep. and then you go from there. Yep. Huh. So it's pretty easy to do. Um, and, you know, like a lot of, I mean, I like buying in bulk because I can just refill my containers rather than buy a whole new package or bag that's also in plastic. Just helps cut down on some, some waste. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. So it worked. It was a positive experience. And I went, it probably helped that I went during a non-busy time so that, you know, I could just immediately weigh my containers rather than wait in line with everyone and then weigh my containers and then go shop. So, I mean, that could be a thing. But yeah, less busy time. And then I went and got some really delicious croissants after that. Hmm. Yeah, they were pretty which good. Which we enjoyed for breakfast slash lunch. Brunch. Yes. Oh, brunch. <laughs> Couples brunch. Yeah. That's another fun thing that we've started. We uh, we gave up on Arrested Development. If we're gonna do a little TV time talk here, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was it wasn't. I don't know. Was it working for you? Because I 
I mean, it would hit moments and then it would just go right yeah. back to. I'm annoyed by these characters and yeah. I guess I was kind of curious as where things would go, but yeah. there really weren't moments where we were really laughing. Yeah. And there was one night where we're like, oh, forget this. And we turned it off and we threw on an episode of Shit's Creek yeah. from CBC and immediately, like laughing. a minute in, we were laughing like, over some is, joke this they is made. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we've kind of needed this week. Is yes. <laughs> something light and funny that we're actually laughing at and not struggling through. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I spend all day dealing with people that annoy me. So why mm-hmm. come home and watch a cast of annoying people? <laughs> um, yeah, Michael Sarah's character was the only one I was kind of enjoying the kid. But uh, otherwise, no, not any of them. They're all so frustrating. And it's strange because, like, I like Will Arnett. Uh, he was fantastic in the Lego movie. He's Batman. Hilarious. I've enjoyed him in other things, too. He almost always plays a, a jerk character, though. He's so mm-hmm. typecast. But uh, he's usually funny in what he does. Uh, whereas in Arrested Development, I don't find him that funny. He's just kind of annoying. Um, and his magic stuff, like... It doesn't really compare to Barney's magic stuff and How I Met Your Mother, for example. That's mm-hmm. that's very amusing and uh, kind of legit because he is a magician of sorts, the uh, actor. Um, and the uh, dad character in Arrested Development, uh, he was in one of my favorite shows from way back in the day, the Larry Sanders show. He played sort of a uh, Ed McMahon character. It's a talk show host. Uh, it's about being a talk show Anyway, it was a good show. It had real uh, celebrities in it. And it's like yeah. they're coming on to a David Letterman type show. Oh, okay. okay. And it'd be about their lives behind the camera mm-hmm. and how much like these celebrities would play themselves, but they'd play themselves as jerks. And it would be like showing oh. how celebrities are really jerks and okay. stuff like that. It was a really, fun. really good show. I think mm-hmm. it was one of HBO's first shows they ever did. Um, but yeah, that guy was great on that on that show. So I, I was happy to see this, this cast. And I was very curious about it. But Arrested Development never developed for me. Yes. Yeah, so since we finished, you know, a bunch of other shows, we decided to go back and watch some How I Met Your Mother. Oh, dear. Yes. I think we've mostly recovered from the shock of that series finale. And now we're watching it with a new light and lens. And, you know, we remember kind of what happens and we get excited and we're like, oh, that's the episode where this happens. It's comfort and, food, really. I yeah. think it's just comfort food. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give it credit like I always do. It does do a lot of smart things. Like we were just watching an episode and they address like gay marriage or the idea of two kids of two different uh, ethnicities living together and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. they, they actually uh, approach a few interesting cultural things that I think is a new show or certainly a show that would go on TV. That's not like a Netflix show mm-hmm. or a, a HBO show. I think it takes a lot more risks than most quote unquote sitcoms normally take. And it's much mm. more interesting for that. Uh, it was weird getting used to a laugh track again, though, I have to say. Oh, I don't even think I notice it. Even though, no. I mean, people always tell me it's it's a live studio audience or something. So it's like different, but it's like still the, I don't need a show to tell me when I'm supposed to laugh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I always find that weird. It's always a little <laughs> upsetting or strange for me. But yeah, I've been enjoying it. Me too. It's been nice. 
they just uh we just watched the episode um with the mall song. Yes. Let's go to the mall. Yes. A lot of Canadian references. Yeah. Which is fun. They uh-huh. make fun of us, but they do it in a very authentic way, actually. Mm-hmm. And make- it's almost like when they make the joke, it's like, <laughs> that is totally Canadian and kind of funny. Yeah. And like, obviously, we don't have Mounties doing whatever with beavers on Sambonis <laughs> all the time, but it's just funny to throw as many possible stereotypically Canadian things into one sentence and see what you come out with. Sure. And again, I mean, it's it's silly, but I, I do appreciate that this show, that is an American show, takes place in New York, is at least, you know, kind of teaching their audience about this country that exists above them that they always call a state. I mm. mean, mm-hmm. I think there's even like episodes where they talk about like you're in a province instead of just you lived in Canada. Like they actually mentioned Vancouver or B- British Columbia or Ontario. Yes. I, I believe, mm-hmm. which, you know, never happens like in the States, it's like, if you live in Vancouver or you live in St. John's, Newfoundland, it's like, oh, you're from that Canada, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's a large country. I wonder if they had a writer who was Canadian on it or who had a Canadian connection. Probably. Much like Alex Trebek. I feel like Alex Trebek um, for Jeopardy has them, you know, insert a Canadian reference every once in a while. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> And he also shows up on How I Met Your Mother. Yes, he does. <laughs> I believe uh, Alan Thick does too, recently passed. Uh, yes, yes, he yeah. will be there. Yeah, he will. Awesome. Um, anything else you want to touch on this week? I want to throw in to our little time capsule here. Yeah. I'm trying to finish my PhD. Yes, you are. Uh it's it's happening. I can see the end gradually. Mm. Um, it's always got its ups and downs and frustrations. Like things are starting to work. I showed my prof my data on Friday, and he's like, "Yeah, that looks that looks good. Maybe we can try and uh, you know look for outliers in this one set of data and see if we get you know get it to be significant." So that you don't have to, you know, rerun things. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> there's always that, that rerunning things. But anyways, I can see the end. I'm working hard, having some interviews at the same time. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to try and keep my eye on the prize and get her wrapped up. Yeah. But that's yeah. What, that's like my most hated thing is having to redo things. It is always faster mm-hmm. the second time. It probably isn't with a process like you have to do or you probably have timing and all that. But uh, one of the things that happens often at my workplace is the power shuts down. Oh, like yeah. Pretty much once or twice a week, it seems. And it's very funny because I'm in a building that is a uh, uh, utility. It is a power company. So mm-hmm. it's like, why, why is your power always going out? What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always annoying having to redo things. Yes. I will say that becoming familiar with the process is nice, but I've redone things a number of times. So now I'm at the point where let's just get this done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost, you know, to the point too where I just want to do things myself because I know they'll be right the first time and I would love to train undergrads to do different things, but sometimes I just want to do it myself. So oh, no, it I works understand. the first time. I, yep. just, I yeah, I don't, I don't have to teach you everything. I can show you once, and you can be like, yeah, I've seen it. And now imagine one there, of those undergrads but... is suddenly your boss. Yeah, 
That would be weird. <laughs> that would. Be I don't weird. know anything, but I'm in charge of you now. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would be odd. I. It would be really weird if suddenly I did not have my supervisor there. Like yeah. it. It would be something very strange. Yeah. So I mean. I can try and imagine what you're going through. I've never experienced it myself, but it would be weird. Yeah. So anyways, aiming to wrap up by the Uh, end of this year. So yeah. Yeah. Woo. So one last thing for me, I want to, I want to put into the, into the capsule as well. I've been playing mass effect. The very first one on uh, PS3. Mm -hmm. I played two and three before. Never, never the first one. It is really rough around the edges. It's kind of showing its time. It's probably 10 years old now, but there's a new one coming out in March. I'm kind of excited about it. So I thought I'd dig back into the classic, get my mind off of work. It's fun. It's good writing. It's like Star Trek TNG, but in video game form. So <laughs> it's, it's good fun. Yeah, it seems to have a story, a real storyline to it. Oh, yeah. That you can follow and, yeah, focus on. So that's cool. Yeah. Pro tip play as the female protagonist though oh yes much better all right then you heard it here all right so we're done for the day if you have any questions comments or thoughts about the craziness of this world (laughs) which we tapped a lot on today i guess Mm -hmm. you can send us an email at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com and exciting announcement field processor who is responsible for our music. They just released a new podcast and it features both of your brothers. Yeah, older and younger. Mm-hmm. So definitely take the time to check that out, fieldprocessor.com. That's the one. All right. So until next time. Take one more. For the road.